So episode 32 of the 580 show. Uh, we just got done with our interview with Anthony Deal. You'll hear it shortly after this. Um, we talked about a lot on the episode, so be sure to go check it out. Go follow Anthony, like he said on Instagram. It's Anthony105K Pro Strongman. Go follow him on Instagram. He's an awesome follow, as you'll hear in the, the interview coming up. He's a super knowledgeable guy. That's why we have people like this on. Um, I I, I kind of feel selfish doing it because it, it's like, shit, I'm just going to learn from this guy for like an hour. So super nice guy. Um, we got to train with him at Legends of Pittsburgh last week with our whole Western Pennsylvania strongman crew. And I think something interesting that came up on the on on the podcast that I just wanted to mention a little bit is how Anthony talked about how he's willing still to drive places and how when he first start, got into strongman, he would drive an hour, four days a week just to touch strongman implements or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's something – if you're an amateur strongman and you really do want to actually get good at this sport and a lot of people tell us, I know you guys hear it too. Hey, how do I get better? Whatever. And you're not even willing to drive like 20 minutes to a gym. I think that's, it's like, eh, do you really want it that bad? You know what I mean? It's not, and I'm not talking about anyone specific. I'm just saying like, as a gym owner now, I hear it all the time. And it's like, dude, I would come down to 580. I'm super serious about strongman, but I live 22 minutes away. So do I. Yeah, I'm like, dude, we have members that I think Meat Sauce lives like an hour away. James Brady just signed up. He lives uh, over an hour. Well over an hour. Well over an hour. Akron area. Big Ben Harambe lives in Greensburg, which is like an hour and a half. And he's down there for mini workouts all the time. Um, He's he's a member. So it's like I just – I just want to emphasize that when people it's nice hearing people like that talk about it. I mean, just for example, Anthony came down to legends of Pittsburgh, which is about a five hour drive from where he lives to be with a client train, you know, just basically hang out the crew. And, uh, and yeah. So what did you guys think? Anything else you, you want to get on before we get into this interview? I think, yeah, I just think everyone's going to like the interview. He's really knowledgeable and really can talk well as well. So yeah, very good. Very he's good the, points our, and topics. Like I said on the interview, he's our guy now. Listen he's to the guy, guy, man. He's very knowledgeable. You'll learn something if you listen to this episode, for, for sure. sure. Once you come on and you're you're that nice to us and you're willing to to give us all this knowledge, you're our 105k guy. So we're rooting no for doubt. him the whole way. He's our guy. Yep. So go go follow him. Um, in 580 barbell news. Um, we've got some cardio equipment now. Everyone tells me they're going to join the gym if we have cardio equipment. All right, text me. DM me because we got elliptical treadmill bike uh stairmaster now come join the gym we're more than just a strongman gym now so come join uh we got our wheelbarrow for nash for strongman corp nationals the exact wheelbarrow we are the first gym to have it uh official is that official i believe so sounded like it when i was talking to the guy um so it's the exact ones we've got the exact uh axle bar we're using now um we've got the throw bags we have uh, the the exact yoke they're using. Um, so I, we have every implement now. We have all six events, right? Yeah, we have all six events that we're doing at Nationals yep. at, at 580 Barbell. So if you want to come down for a trip, uh, we do Strongman Saturdays every Saturday at 10, 1030-ish. Come on down. Uh, it's free on Saturdays for Strongman. So uh, come on down, check out the gym. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you 
and uh, follow us on Instagram, 580 Barbell, all the apparels at 580barbell.com. And yeah, come see these pretty guys like Frawley Riley and Dante down at the gym. We're looking forward to seeing you. But here's our interview with Anthony Deal. All right, everyone. So joining us now is Anthony Deal, 105 Kilo Strongman. Anthony, uh, you know, we're, we're chirping it up a little bit before the episode, but seriously, thank you for taking the time to to come on here and talk with us. I'm really excited. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Excited to. So I've personally followed you for, for quite a while on social media, just being a strongman competitor, owning a strongman gym, just, um, and I finally got the privilege, Dante Riley and myself got the privilege to meet you last week. So it was kind of like, Hey, might as well just shoot my shot, ask him to come on the podcast. I, I, it was, really nice. it was nice sitting with you at, at uh lunch dinner, whatever, after training. So it's just one of those guys to be around that it's like when you talk, it just feels like you you know a lot more than me. And it's it's nice to talk a lot. <laughs> you you have like the craziest, like you have the most professional, but like I can't even explain your like tweets that you screenshot and put on your Instagram, but they're like <laughs> they look so professional, but like they I don't know. I've actually yeah, man. I have no, I have no professional skills whatsoever. I couldn't do what Dante does. And I just saw somebody else doing that. And I was like, Hey, that's a way to uh, make it look like I know what I'm talking about. And uh, honestly, so legit, here's why I love Twitter. Cause it's like, what it's like 180 characters. So oh I want to say a thought a lot of times I'll sit there for like 10 minutes having to delete things like, no, I don't need to say that. I don't need that adjective. So it helps me distill things down into poignant sentences. So it helps me master things better, honestly, because anybody can ramble for 15 minutes, but to say something succinctly in 180 characters. So I find those tweets, they're more for me. Like when I post stuff like yelling at people to be like disciplined and not be little pussies and stuff like that, <laughs> usually because that morning, I've wanted to be like, no, I want to sleep in. I don't want to get up, you know? A little self-reminder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, 90% of those posts are to me. And I just figure, well, if I'm struggling with this, someone else is too. So I'll just share yeah. that. Yeah. And apply to somebody else too. What yeah. I do is I get like, I get like super mad about something and I just go on Twitter and I type out something like really mad, like in an angry way. And then I just delete it or save it to my drafts. My drafts, I probably have like four. <laughs> it's literally just how I get my aggression out. It's like, I love it. I just, I just type something really mean, or I just subtweet Riley about like one of his sports teams losing. Or you, type, or you type out a three paragraph uh, post on Instagram about the gym. That is true. I do that. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Dude, I haven't uh, logged into Twitter in probably months. Ever since I got my new phone, I didn't even bother with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's funny. I don't check. Like, I literally use Twitter to post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. People retweet me and like try to engage. I'll look. The other, I just looked on there this morning, and like loads of people are asking me questions, and I'm like not engaging whatsoever. <laughs> I kind of feel badly, but I'm like, uh, whatever. Is what it is. Dante, can you even get Twitter on a droid? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. He literally. It's on the Google app store. You missed a huge debate at the gym today that just, we were just pissed off about droid people and how big of an inconvenience is Dante is to my life. Dude, if I see a text coming through green, I judge. (laughs) That's Dante. Come on. It's Dante. I'm like, up, can't FaceTime, up, can't group message, can't iMessage. See, see, now you bully me now because everyone here has an an Apple. And in the gym, it was like 3v3. No, it was not. It was still like 6v3. No, it was not Who was your backup, Dante? Um... It was Santino and Julia. Yeah. All right, then. That proves our point. 
<laughs> like, Anthony, he, he, Dante's like our cameraman too. So he'll at the gym, he films like all our technique sets, any sets that we're like, we're watching to critique our form or, or whatever top sets, max effort sets. So then he's got to like send it to either our Instagram or our Facebook. And it's still, it's, it's just the whole thing. He's just, I told him I will give him a hundred dollar bill to, to fund an iPhone. I'm sure Riley and Frawley would. Try to go fund me for his iPhone. Seriously. Dude, when I went to Russia, uh, Wes Claiborne was teasing me. Wes Claiborne and Travis Whitmire were teasing me because I was the only 105 there. Yeah. So I'm just this tiny human in the midst of these giants. And so as a joke, Wes Claiborne, for like three days, he started a GoFundMe for my grocery bill. To get- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious to hear you say that because that's great. Like, sitting sitting next to you at the at uh, and standing next to your legends, it's like you're considered a smaller guy and and strong man and you're like a 265 like maybe 250s you said you're a bigger dude and you're considered small next to those guys it is man it was crazy when i was over there in russia i'm like i don't belong why am i here this is nuts so like i'm standing like they called our names out and i had to stand right next to um constantine janashia (laughs) what Oh, that's funny. That show looks so cool, though. Like, I like I see sh- what was it? Was that called the Siberian Power Show? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what they they value strength over there. I was just gonna Russia say. so much more. We're a team sports nation over there. It was nuts. It was the craziest stage I ever performed on. Um, way more production value than like the Arnold or anything. Yeah. I mean, for the final night, they had they were charging people like $30 a ticket. There was like 500 people. It was standing room only in the event center. Um, and then they combined it to make it interesting for everybody. They had like men's bodybuilding, women's bikini, whatever. So like everybody went differently. So we went with like, they, they opened with like men's bodybuilding. Then they moved over to us on the stones. And then they went to like women's bikini. And then they went to us on the log. So it was like back and forth. And so it was like this whole fitness extravaganza. Dude, there were thousands and thousands of people there. Like I stood in line afterwards, after day one, like everybody wanted like pictures and stuff. And I think partly because we're Americans too, but it felt so weird because I'm like, they don't value it like this in America. Right. They just don't. And it it was weird to be in that place because like they just respected the heck out of anybody who was a strength athlete. It was crazy. Right. I remember seeing like the, uh, the, I like you talked about like the production value and there was like crazy ass, like lights and fireworks and stuff. I'm like, dude, we don't give a shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were doing the Hercules hold like, when you let go and the, and yeah. the, oh, as soon as it fell, like, it, like, it, like flames up. went up and shit. That was That's crazy. Sweet. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. I'd almost want to drop that Hercules just to see the pyrometrics. <laughs> <laughs> so it's With like the, everyone did. Dropped it eventually, I guess. Oh so. uh, yeah. Everybody dropped it eventually. It was, uh, <laughs> When you were competing internationally, did you go a few days ahead of time? Like, how did how did you adjust to that? Oh, yeah, we had to. Yeah. So, um, I got, like, no notice for that. Literally, I'm sitting here at my house. It's, like, <laughs> and Dion messages me on Facebook and from Strongman Corps. She goes, yo, can you give me a call? So I was like, yeah, sure. So I call her. She goes, hey, you want to be part of this team competition in Russia? All expenses paid, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. Like, why not? Sure. Once a left opportunity, I'm like, why are you, why are you asking 105? But whatever. Um, so I just went with it, and so like hurried up, expedited my visa and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we got over there, I think, like two and a half days early, because they're 11 hours ahead of us. So it was definitely like it was definitely weird with the jet lag sure. and time shift. So what was it like? Was it was it weird with COVID? Like, or was it kind of like 
like uh, I don't know where Rush is at like with that. So it's like, was it? It was like PA. It was like PA. You have like a blue governor, but no one gives a shit. So like there were signs posted everywhere, and nobody wore masks. It's like Beaver County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like down here in Lancaster, it's all Amish country, and like our gym stayed open the entire time. The police chief and half the crew worked out with us. Like, right? No one cared. Yeah. So right. there were signs everywhere, but nobody wore masks. Right. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of how we are. I guess I should have. Also, I mean, we jumped right into it, but I could. I guess I could have prefaced that you did win 2020's America's Strongest Man. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. So just, just to give like people that are listening that that usually listen, just to kind of familiarize themselves with you, um, was that your biggest accomplishment to date in strongman winning America? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, um, because I only went pro in 2019, and I so I did I went pro at nationals in 2019, and then I did ASM two weeks later after that. Um, which was nuts, but it was in my hometown. I couldn't pass it up, but I didn't train for any of the events. I was just like, okay, well, I'm a pro, so I might as well do a pro show in two weeks. So it was two 25-pound water cuts back-to-back. Don't recommend that. But I had a blast just because there was no expectation on me. I did pretty well. I think I finished like seventh. Um, so I beat like, I don't know, I beat a handful of pros. But for my first time out, I had a blast. And then, um, yeah, man, I just got fortunate. I've had a series of injuries. I'm kind of dealing with a herniated disc in my back right now. And I had herniated my disc um in march of 2020 four weeks before the arnold and I, I still did the arnold i did it as a heavyweight amateur and um so i was very fortunate with my asm prep for 2020 in that the deadlift was a front handle lever deadlift from the like from 13 to 14 inches so i was able to kind of avoid messing with my low back and really put myself in a position to basically utilize a lot more of my quads so not basically deadlifting from the floor. I was able to hold everything together. I knew going into that show that I was going to be competitive. My goal was podium. Uh, and I thought that was going to be a stretch. And um, I got to the end of day one and I'm like, I'm in the lead by a point. So yeah. now the pressure was really on because it's a two day right. cut. And I was like, oh my goodness. So now like I slept not at all. <laughs> like, like, like I couldn't sleep, man. I was so anxious and nervous because now I'm like, shoot, like, there's pressure now because I'm the clear leader and um and Nick Canby was hot on my tail everybody knows who Nick is right now with breaking the axle record and uh his dominant performances um I think he's probably the best 105 alive today um uh, there's one You're guy probably the last person to beat him in a competition yeah yeah and I would think I will be for a long time because uh, yeah. even then he was having a rough weekend like he's a really good presser and he struggled with that circus dumbbell. That circus dumbbell was really slick. Um, so he couldn't get it stabilized on his back. I kept telling him there were t- it was multicolored. One side was black. The other side was red. The red was shiny and slick. And I was like, clean it so the black part, the powder coat, is on your back. And I used um, spray tacky. But it was a 210-pound dumbbell, which is still really heavy for one of them. Was it? For reps or was it? For reps. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I got two, which I was thrilled with because my PR is 235 for a single. Um, and so I was happy with two and I think he only got two. So tying him out the gate, that kind of dropped him a little bit. Cause, cause he's not a deadlifter. Yeah. And, um, and then the deadlift, I don't know. I just got into a great position and went off and ended up, I get pulled the, it was like a six seventy five, and ended up pulling it for 12. Um, and that one that, so that just put me in a good spot. Yeah. And then I just did, I ended up getting, I think I won. Yeah. I won two events. 
I won the deadlift and the sandbag carry and load at the end. Um, and then I got second place on the truck pool. So yeah, I had, it was just, it was one of those things where, you know, as a strong man, um, there's so many variables that go into it. There were, there were probably five guys in contention the entire weekend and it could have gone any way. So with strong man, it's, you know, preparation and hard work. There's always a little bit of luck tossed in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no standardization. So it's like, you can have the events, you know, you can have, if you're a good deadlifter, you can have two deadlift events or, or if right. you're a presser, there can be two. And I'm, and I'm disastrous deadlifter from the floor. Like that, the floor is my weak spot, but if you move up to 13 inches from 13 on up, I'll hang with anybody, but the floor, like it's just, it's, so I got fortunate with event selection. And then um, honestly, it was just one of those comps where it's that you hope to have, I didn't make any mistakes. Like looking back on it, I couldn't have done anything differently. And most of the times I look back at a comp and go, oh, you could have pushed harder. Oh, you missed that rep because X, Y, and Z. And so, and all that to say, I still give loads of props to Camby because I only beat him by four points and he was having a rough weekend. And so for him to come in second place, like to still come in second while struggle bussing, <laughs> that just shows how good he is. <laughs> like, right. he's, like, he's an absolute tank. And for people listening, America's Strongest Man, it was definitely the biggest show for 105 kilo guys it's still one of the top two until clash on the coast came clash has definitely taken over yeah clash has taken over but 105 before clash america's strongest man was like the show for 105s yeah it's still gonna be big this year dion's doing a lot of good stuff i'm not going back just i'm still dealing with some injury with uh with my bicep tear because that's what i did as soon as i got back from russia i started prepping for clash yeah. And just a good lesson for everybody, you know, don't jump into heavy weight right away. And because I'm a decent presser, I thought I'll be fine. And uh, I had an axle cleaned in probably eight weeks. And, uh, and I just jumped right in and it was on a 330 axle, which I've cleaned and pressed for sets of six. So I'm not even worried about it. And I just gripped and ripped and it didn't even hurt. It just felt like a rubber band snapped. I lost power. I looked over my buddy, Mike, dude, did I just turn my bicep? <laughs> That's and, what it always happens is with weights you've already touched a gajillion times. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think that's a good point kind of to rewind a little bit. Like what you were saying, you kind of, and, and you're a different level. You're a pro strong man. You get, you get a shot to go to Russia and then come back to class. It's like, yeah, you can't blame me for doing that. Right. And, one thing that I really, really try to tell the guys at our gym and like the amateurs we train around, don't worry about doing like 11 shows a year. Oh, absolutely. I think like the best advice I've ever gotten from people that I really respect their opinion is do one, two shows a year as an amateur and really focus. Yeah. Like eight to 10 weeks before prep for that show, but the rest of the year, use it to actually get stronger. Yeah, when you think about it, if you if you compete, let's say you compete seven times, if you're doing it correctly, you're going to deload the week before and you're probably going to have a pretty a mild deload the week after. So if you do 10 shows in a year, there's 20 weeks out of the year, close to half the year where you're not really in a, in a phase of growth. Right. Right. You're dealing. And so you're, you're missing out on those gains. I mean, you do you do five shows a year, which honestly, we have guys that we know in, in our gym that they do five shows a year. Yeah. And that's like you said, just 10 quick math that's 10 weeks you're not training yep it's like and then the three to four weeks probably before you're really just focusing on those events right and you're peaking so you're not right. you're not throwing strength you're peaking right right that's like that's what you say like leading up to a show those two to three weeks you're not going to get 
much stronger before that show. No, all but you can't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're, all you're doing is just beating the shit out of yourself and you're fine tuning those events, right? So you're trying to cut times off your medley runs, your sandbag runs, you're, you're just trying to fine tune it. So I, I really think a, like that, what you said kind of just resonated and, and just reminded me of that it's like, pick a couple shows, do them. You, you learn a lot of shows, you get a lot of experience, but don't overdo that it. And respect the weights, you know, like I, I've done that weight a million times, but it's still heavy. I don't care who you are. 330 pounds is heavy. It's heavy for Brian Shaw. And, you know, I just wasn't respectful of it. I'm coming off a high of Russia thinking I'm invincible and pop. <laughs> so humble pie served right there. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was honestly, it was a blessing for me in disguise because I'd been running my body hot for a while and I was due for, you know, here, here's the crazy part. Um, I, when you get to this level and there's opportunities, you don't want to say no. Like how many people get an all expenses paid trip to Russia to compete with Janashia and, and you know, Rauno Heinla and Ortmeier and these guys like that. Like, you know, it's a very rare thing. So they're going to jump on it. But I told my wife, I was like, you know, I was like, babe, I'm just, I'm pushing myself. And I'm like, I can feel my body and it's starting to rebel and something's going to happen. And I, I told her, I was like, I don't, I said, I want to do Clash. I want to do Russia. And people don't realize this too, that show that Nick went to, that Candy went to in Russia, the, like a month after Clash, I was supposed to do that show. But I picked Nick as my replacement because I tore my bicep. So originally I was supposed to do Russia, Clash, Russia again. Yeah. And, and then I was going to do, like, I had a power to thing meet scheduled for August. Like I was going to try and total 200K, two, you know, 2K. It was unreal. I just had all this stuff. And I finally, I told my wife, I was like, I don't want to say no and pull out of these opportunities. And I was like, maybe I just, I literally said this in February. I said, I need my bicep to pop or something. That way, if I can't do these comps, then people won't judge me for not doing them. That's what you wish for. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's been a blessing in disguise though, honestly. Yeah. 100%. So you, one thing I really, I noticed from your posts, your social media posts, and uh, just talking to you last weekend is your uh, knowledge on nutrition. And uh, uh, so I, I wanted one person, I want you, you know, Dave Portnoy, how he rates uh, like pizza scores, like one to 10. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a day of eating from someone I know who may or may not be on this podcast. Okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm going to give you what the, exactly what they ate today. All right. And okay. I just want your honest score and one out of 10 rating. Okay. The just, what, what's the, the rating? Are we looking at just like nutrient, just the whole total just, package? Okay. So say this person's your new, your client, right. Okay. And you're gauging how they're, a, they're, they're an amateur strongman, and, okay. They're about to do their first sanctioned show in October. And, uh, and this is, they're like, Hey, I can't figure out why my, you know, why I don't have a six pack or why am I, why am I like, why I'm fat or something like that. They're just like, I can't figure out my nutrition. And, yeah, and, all right. All right. And they, so they tell you what they eat. And I, you, I want you to tell them rate it one to 10. Okay. All right, all right. This is going to be a reoccurring thing on your podcast. We're just, on our podcast. We're just going to call you and get the deal. The deal. All right. right. I'm down. So breakfast, this person woke up and had coffee and a bagel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then lunch. And this is a day they trained too. They had a lot of volume okay. on, on upper. So coffee and bagel. Then lunch, they had chicken in the air fryer. And then dinner was a burger and two hot dogs from a local uh, fast food place. And that was all they ate. <laughs> I'm going to give that a quality two to three. <laughs> <laughs> How big is this person? 
What's their what's their body weight? Uh, Riley, just 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 uh, what do you weigh <laughs> roughly? Alex, not saying twenty five, two twenty five. Oh, you're you're probably like just rough guesstimating. You're probably like hundred and twenty grams off on your protein, four hundred grams off on your carbs, and probably sky high on your fats. I, I told Riley I was going to read you what he eats because I always bust his balls. But <laughs> Riley, Riley has like an awesome fiance that pampers him. And yeah. he's out of town this week. So I knew it was going to be like super bad. I'm so, on vacation right now. Yeah, he's on vacation from his diet. Uh, yeah. So it's like Chef Boyardee and Bud Light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bud Light's Iron City's normal for him. Oh, yeah. But All right. All he, right. He, uh, he'll be like on xbox or something i'll be talking to him and you just hear a plate get dropped right his fiance just comes and brings his oh my goodness oh marry her yeah your fiance there we go good job (laughs) i can't bust his balls too much because because it's not a i mean he doesn't eat good by any means i did i did i didn't make myself a steak last night though hey there you go there you go and and i i do want to i do want to say that diet beat josh and planks on saturday so all right all right oh it did it did these are fruit (laughs) So that is true. Um, what do you think if so? You know, no details, right? Sure. You're every person in strength sports. What do you think one diet change, nutrition change that can make a big difference to them? Like you, one thing that you see a lot of people missing out on. What do you think? Well, it's going to be a battle between two things. Most people aren't getting as much protein as they think they're getting, uh, which that can be overshot because some people, man, you read of guys doing like 300, 400 grams of protein, which is overkill, but most people aren't getting enough. Um, and then a lot, we also break this down with women too. Okay. Women and men are very different. Um, even in strength sports, women don't eat anywhere near enough period and full stop. They're, they're eating 1400 calories and it's a joke. Um, but I would say for men, in your case, I see a huge lack of micronutrients, right? We're all about the vertical diet and steak and stuff like that, but you know, nobody's getting the micronutrients in there. Um, so I think if, I think if dudes would prioritize getting some fruits and vegetables in there, um, their performance would go through the roof simply because you're going to recover better. You're going to, I mean, you need those micronutrients literally to power how, to, to power the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell to make them more efficient at burning fat and building muscle. So um, if you don't have that, you know, you, you're just, you're running short, you're running on fumes, but most females are, I would just get them to eat more. That's a, it's a, that's a tough question to answer. Cause I would have, no, I, I, I know I, I will say I followed the vertical diet for a very long time. And I recently within the last like six ish months, I started really paying attention to my nutrition more. Uh, been, been really talking to a lot of people that know a lot more about nutrition. And I added in broccoli fruits, stuff like, and my, I mean, in the gym, I feel great. My body weight has actually went down. My strength's been up. So, I mean, that you can't complain. And by the way, I'm not trashing vertical, just a lot of people approach the vertical diet, the way they approach keto. And when they think that keto is, you know, cheese whiz on top of the fattest cut of steak that you could possibly have and butter in your coffee. And it's like, okay, that's not quite what it is. Um, and people will vertical diet, just hear rice and beef. Um, but you know, Stan does put an emphasis on vegetables and fruit and things like that. So, uh, vertical diet's great because I think it's so easy. In fact, if I'm in an off season, uh, especially I like to hunt a lot. So come hunting season, I will resort to 
mash and i'll put that in my thermos to take it out the woods with me so i i follow a lot of vertical kind of my off season it's easy i follow i did regardless if you follow it like strict or not i i picked up so many good habits from vertical diet yes. like I, I picked up so many good things and i think that's kind of how like any either whether it's an exercise plan or a nutrition plan you can take the really good stuff that works for you. I think everyone's a little bit different. Take the sure. really good stuff that you, that works for you and then make your changes to it. And I mean, that's what I do with vertical diet. Absolutely. And the two biggest things I got from vertical diet that I try to apply to all my clients is uh, one, the salt is not the enemy. So people with high blood pressure and stuff are often told to remove sodium from their diet. And that's just because from a behavioral perspective, it's really hard to get people to build a new habit into their life. It's easier to tell them to stop doing something. The reality is, blood pressure is off because your potassium and sodium ratio is off. You don't need to lessen the salt. You need to increase the potassium. But again, it's easier to tell somebody to just remove something from their diet than it is to say, start doing X. So, but if people would increase their potassium, they don't need to decrease their sodium and an increase of sodium, as you know, is going to make for better muscle pumps and better, you know, firing of your muscle neurons. So um, that, and then the walking after meals. So, I am a huge fan of cardio, but not for fat loss. I think cardio for fat loss is pointless unless you're a bodybuilder and you're doing an hour, you know, a couple hours a day and you're getting ready for a show. Because when you think about it, if you and I, at my body weight, if I walk for an hour, um, I might burn 350 calories or I could just not eat the muffin. So we've got a one hour investment in time spend versus a three second decision. Again, nutrition controls everything. But what I do think cardio is important for um, it helps with digestion. It promotes recovery, but you know, blood flow it's, it's heart protective. So I make my clients do cardio, just not for the reasons they think they're doing. It's not for fat loss. It's just for overall health and recovery. Right. Um, but yeah, diet controls everything, man. Right. I know. I, I just, just sitting down with you last weekend, like learning, like my fiance, you went on a rant about fish oil and she like now is like religiously taking fish oil. <laughs> you basically made it sound like you're going to die if you don't take it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just, there's just very few supplements I think everybody should take. Uh, but that's one that I have everybody take if they're not. Because you're not getting enough. Unless you're eating salmon three days a week, you're not getting enough. Yeah. And it's very cardio protective. It's, it's lipid protective. It's good for your brain health. Uh, we'll help you burn fat, ironically, as well. Um, so I'm big into that. And then vitamin D, vitamin D is the other thing. Uh, the only, the only time that I get careful with vitamin D is with gingers. Um, go get your blood work done. Hey. Get, your, get your blood work done. You're probably, you're probably deficient, but maybe not genetically gingers, uh, will always have higher triglycerides and higher lipids. So just something to be aware of, um, with your diet. So fish oil, all the more important, um, but supplementing something like citrus bergamot to help keep the lipids in control. But if you have too high of vitamin D, it can actually lead to calcification of the arteries. But again, that's so rare. So I still throw that caveat in there. Most people are deficient. In fact, 70% of people who died from COVID were vitamin D deficient. Right. Um, and so I think it's critical. So that vitamin D is something I tell everybody to take and fish oil. Those are the only two that I think everybody should take. Everything else, there's loads of supplement out there. I, I take an astronomical amount of things depending on what I'm doing. Um, that's all situation dependent. Yeah. So, sure. so we got, we posted to our Instagram, uh, some like for questions for you and we got a ton. Well, one thing is you got those puppies. We all saw on, on social media. That was, that was asked multiple times. How, how are the puppies doing? You got a, what, a chocolate and a black lab? 
yeah, we got a chocolate and a black lab. They're brother and sister. Um, at first, we thought we were nuts trying to get two of them, but uh, actually, I think it's great because they always have somebody to play with. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, twice the twice the, the crap to clean up when they pee and poop now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what this word is in this question. So I, if I'm being trolled, I, it's very well. It could be like, a, what are your thoughts on ashwagandha? Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Yeah. Let's sound it out. There's no N in the question. So the person spelled it wrong. Yeah, they spelled it wrong. They, it, they, was I, just, it? I feel like someone's going to be like ashwagandha, these nuts or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> words. <laughs> no, it's an adaptogenic herb that can help with sleep and stress management. I think um, sometimes it's touted as kind of like a fix all solution for sleep. And the issue with it, like any other thing in the supplement space is you need to make sure you're finding a good source. Um, I personally recommend Revive MD. Um, anything they put out is great. Um, that it's that company is owned and operated by like Matt Jansen. He's a big bodybuilding coach. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a good one. And, but you have to understand like different adaptogenic herbs will help you if you, with different ways that you struggle to sleep. For example, some people will struggle to fall asleep. Then once they're asleep, they're out. Other people, they can fall asleep right away. I can fall asleep right after drinking a French press of coffee, but then you're going to wake up a million times during the night, mm -hmm. wake up with your mind racing, you know, wake up at two o'clock and you're ready to rock and roll, but you need to sleep for another four hours. So it just depends what you're struggling with. Ashwagandha can absolutely help with that. Nice. Uh, what's your, what would be your best strongman event that you can train a lot without ruining your recovery? Like, what do you think something that's not going to beat you up? Pressing is always going to demand um, less than, any form of squat or deadlift or yoke yoke i think is one of the most taxing for sure uh, personally if i'm training for a yoke if, when, I, when i start to get heavy on yoke it goes every other week we don't do it every week you know if you're training super sub maximally for speed uh, and footwork and things like that then fine you can do it every week but once it starts to get heavy you need to, to really uh, take some time off because that can beat you up pretty good for sure um, this is one definitely we all need to hear cause we're addicted to energy drinks, but, uh, <laughs> thought, what are your thoughts on energy drinks and like, and like, what are the health risks, stuff like that? Like, is it as bad as people say, or is it, is it worse? Is it? Nah, it's one of those things in moderation. It's not a big deal. I mean, if you're overdoing it all the time and you're drinking three or four monsters a day or a bunch, you know, if you're, if you're mixing original Jack 3d into your Red Bull, you have a problem. <laughs> Dude, that, original, that original jack 3d though it that hit, hit different dude we used to, really different we used to look so i didn't really i weight trained as much as i needed to in high school when like my coach for whatever sport i was playing told me i needed to be at a lifting session so after school instead of lifting we would just play basketball while everyone else lifted because we just weren't into it and we would take the original jack 3d just to play basketball. Oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, we're, we're literally taking crack. And yeah, you're taking basketball. crack to play ball, man. I mean, yeah, like it, it was, it was actually <laughs> like, it wasn't helping. It was worse. Oh, it's not healthy at all. Um, a lot of you'll, you can read the labels on a lot of energy drinks now and they're tossing in L-theanine. L-theanine is another great supplement to help your mind calm. Uh, and it's a good sleep supplement. I actually take two to 400 milligrams of L-theanine um, before I go to bed. Uh, and it's, but they're adding it to energy drinks because it helps you with clarity and focus. And it can kind of remove the jittery aspect that you get from all the caffeine. Just watch, like if, if, 
if you're not consuming a ton of them and your sleep is quality, you're fine. Um, if your sleep is really bothering you, you really need to cut it out because caffeine does have a super long half-life. So, I mean, it's in your system for a lot longer than you think. So I personally, if I have clients that train at night, um, I recommend that they take a stimulant free pre-workout or maybe take like a nootropic, like something mm. like main brain or, um, like what's that one from on it? Um, oh, alpha yeah. brain, alpha yeah. brain from on it. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, something like that. If they just have to have the caffeine boost because they're super tired, well, then we just supplement with like L-theanine or GABA or something like that before you go to bed to kind of bring you, bring you back down. GABA is the compound in wine and like red wine that makes you feel just chill and sleepy. And you can buy GABA tabs right on Amazon. It's great. So, you so get what, when you say, when you say like a client trains late, in the day, like what would be your cutoff for someone taking pre like or, pre-workout or five at night, to be honest, if they're struggling with sleep. Yeah. I mean, I try personally not, I mean, I'm drinking decaf coffee now just because I like to, I like to taste, um, then like sip something while I'm talking or whatever. But, um, yeah, I try not to drink caffeine after, after noon personally. We, tra- we train about four thirty five o'clock and that's you, that we all, I mean, we're, we're caffeine addicts. Like we, it just depends on your lifestyle. If you're, if you're somebody who's up till 2am, but you can sleep till 10. All right. Well, whatever. Or if you're not struggling with your sleep and it's also a factor of age. I mean, I spent nearly a decade in operations management for Starbucks before I was coaching full-time and I drank coffee all day, every day, and it was fine. Um, as I've gotten older, <laughs> one of the things that I've started to notice is um, I can fall asleep, but if I have caffeine, I will wake up a million times. It'll be very restless. And I measure my sleep. I'm a nerd like that. <laughs> yeah. So I like my Garmin watch and measure it. And I can, I can tell when I've had caffeine. What's yeah. your opinion on like the new trend too now that like everything is promoting natural caffeine? Like, what do you think about that? Like yeah. rain is natural caffeine versus just caffeine anhydrous. I think it's BS. I think caffeine yeah. Okay. Me, That's what I thought too. Paige Hathaway just put this thing out on Instagram. It's like makes me want to bash my head into a wall. He's promoting this product, this creatine that doesn't cause water retention. I'm like, that's literally the point. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't work. Right. And and then, but she's making it sound like, you know, regular creatine makes you bloat and things like that. I'm like, right. no. Even if an asshole makes you bloat, creatine is muscular water. Like you, that's the whole point is delivering extra nutrients to your, to your muscles. So yeah, did the supplement world is so frustrating because um, bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's great stuff in there. I mean, there are a few brands that I will trust um, unequivocally if they put it out, I trust it, but there are so many times just, you know, quick tip of advice. If you're looking for supplements, if it says proprietary blend, throw it in the trash, just don't. Yeah, they're hiding what they're putting in there or not willing to tell you the dosage. It's not effective. Well, that's another question we got was about like the supplement industry and how it's like not FDA regulated. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I, I tell people that and they look at me like I'm crazy, like it's, I, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Like, I mean, it's kind of, it's, I know like companies like GNC and vitamin shop and stuff like that, big vitamin stores aren't going to sell stuff that they think is shady, but like to an extent, but it's still, it's still scary that, you know, simpletons like us, we don't know. We don't know what the hell half these things are. And we're just chugging them. It's uh, right. It's, it's, it's tricky because I can tell you this right now. 
I sure as hell don't want the government regulating anything because we still use BMI in the food pyramid. And that's a train wreck. So if the government's coming in and regulating everything, it would be an absolute disaster. So instead, we're left with the Wild West of, you know, uh, marketing. And you can put, you know, Jay Cutler on a bottle of creatine and be like, this is how I got ripped. Like, no, bro, that's a lot of trend in DECA. That's how you got that over 15 years. And, you know, and so, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, that's one of the trade-offs is you have to do your research and education and just ask people. That's what I would suggest is if you want to do something or get a supplement and you have no idea what you're talking about, just ask because there's somebody that knows and you're not going to walk into a store blindly and just pick something off the shelf. And, you know, yeah, it's always funny. Like I introduce uh, people at work or whatever, and they, to these energy drinks I'm drinking and they're like, Oh, they're healthy. They have BCAAs in them. I'm like, like that's how they that's how they yeah. get you. like creative yeah, well, yeah. the side of lucky charms it looks like a multivitamin too. <laughs> yeah right. fortified but are we going to start saying we're taking our multivitamin because we 100 like, <clears throat> um i guess some other lifting questions i'll only ask a couple more uh just some random ones what's your what would be your best accessory to improve grip this person specifically asked farmers hold. Uh, what would <laughs> be disaster at grip? I'm the worst person. Let me actually show you something that's been helping me though. It's sitting right here on my desk. So these are called little tugs from um, Iron Mind. So the regular grippers don't do shit. But your grip, actually, this is what I've come to learn, rests in your ring finger and your pinky finger. So when you're on the farmer's carries and they start to fail, you're going to fail there first and then it's going to open up. So these tugs here, they make them in four sizes. They fit right here in your hand like that. And so I just squeeze on, it's just the bottom two fingers. So I'll do sets of like 15 and then I will just hold it for as long as possible. Sometimes I'll crimp up and I have like a claw hand for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm sitting there like this. Um, but yeah, so I like these for grip um, a lot for farmer's grades. These have helped me a ton actually. Um, then other things just like towel pull-ups are really good or just dead hangs, just dead hang with a towel. Um, but yeah, apart from that or just doing it more, I think something that's really good. So Anthony Furman has notoriously great farmer's carry. Um, I want to say he got second place in the farmer's carry, maybe even first at the heavyweight Arnold, <laughs> like three years ago, um, like 380 or 90 pounds, something stupid per hand. And he did it in like six seconds. It was ungodly. But um he always practices a practice sub maximal for long distance. And he would like pick it up hold it for 10 seconds and then every 20 feet drop and repick. Hmm. And uh, it does a couple things for you. It reinforces your pick position, your positionings, you know, and then two, it doesn't, it allows you to be, cause a lot of people will panic, right? If they've never dropped a farmers and then they get into a competition, they drop it and they just, ah. So, um, and it helps with your grip. And then when he finishes, he finishes with like a 10 second hold. So he's always making it infinitely harder than it's going to be in competition. Uh, but also with sub-maximal weights and really long distances. So I think that's a that's a good way to train farmers carries. Right on. Fellas, do you have any other questions right now you want to get off before we start wrapping it up? How long have you been doing strong, man? Eight years. Since the very beginning. Eight years? Eight years, yep. Not not too terribly long. Um, not, not as long as, like, Johnny was. We always tease him about that. Dude, that's a guy I seriously want on – I. I was going to ask you about him because I he I follow him on Instagram. He just seems like a funny follow. Like, he just seems like a funny dude to talk to. 
Dude, he's so like he's a really nice guy. Uh, if you don't know him, he can come across like a douche, but then you get to know him, and he, that's just who he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's just so Jersey, man. He looks like Jersey yeah. Shore. Like he rolled into like a, a couple years, like super late, <laughs> like his whole entourage wearing like a Bulls jersey, sideways hat, and a bunch of bling. <laughs> like that's just. I John. saw I saw a video of him at an overseas show, and he was like Anson. in an all American outfit, and he was like trying to hype up the crowd. It was literally one of the funniest. I watched that video like 10 times. It was like an all-time internet video. He's just like going around and just like this American like asshole, like all of us and just like going nuts. And like, it was yeah, It was great. He's good. He's one of the OGs, man. I feel like he's been competing since like 2007 or something silly. Yeah. Well, so the, all the custom strength equipment I bought for the gym, he, he buys his stuff from the same uh, like manufacturer that I bought mine from state of the art welding. Okay. Uh, up in Elba, New York. So that was actually how I learned about him. The the owner, Zach, was like, hey, I, you know, I make strongman stuff for this other guy too. And he started showing me some of the stuff he made. And that was okay. kind of how I learned. I didn't really know anything about Johnny. So that was yeah. just funny. That was funny. I, I was thinking about that day. It's just when I was watching that video, I'm like, that's a guy that would be hilarious to have on the show. Yeah, and he's he's one of the old guys too in the sport. He's like 44 and still trying to throw down with the 105s. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, old. Seems like he's doing pretty well still. Yeah, he's a decade older than me. <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh i really do appreciate you taking the time to come on uh i know i know we all got our out believe it or not we're not well, i mean anthony's getting paid a little bit more than us to do strongman but not not much at all and, and you know we have outside lives and everything so i really appreciate you taking the time to come on you're officially our 105 guy that that we're your we're your biggest support team yep. the 580 fanatics are gonna uh, be i appreciate it <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Ask, yeah. Anytime. And I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and yak for a little bit. You know, you mentioned earlier um, me div, diving in nutrition. That's definitely the direction that I'm kind of taking my coaching and stuff like that is, is more of like a holistic wellness. So kind of branching off from the strength space, although strength athletes need that, man, like we're, we're a bunch of meatheads who will chew leather and, you know, swim in a sewer if it's going to add 50 pounds to our deadlift. There's but, no lie. But, but very few no of us, <laughs> right. But very few of us in the long term. And um, so one of my passions is making sure that when guys are, you know, putting stuff in their bodies, whether legal or extracurricular, that they do things correctly and think about the long game and um, keep themselves healthy because they can. And I see I look at blood work every day of guys that are literally killing themselves for no reason none at all. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. So, you know, that's, that's one of the way, reasons why I got, became so passionate about nutrition is just because I've seen the impact it's had on me um, and other people, it just not only increasing the performance, like, like dude, your deadlifts will go up. If you can recover more, you will recover more. If you eat fruits and vegetables, like that's just, the reality, um, you know, because you're going to get so much more micronutrients, you're going to recover better, you're going to feel better, you're going to perform better. It's, you know, everybody wins. And I think we're starting to see that, right? Like 15 years ago, powerlifters were just fat slobs who ate at McDonald's six days a week and squatted a thousand pounds. And then you started to see guys like Dan Green burst on the scene who are shredded and look like they could step on the stage. And then they're also breaking records. Mm -hmm. And it started to kind of show, hey, you don't have to be you know, morbidly obese to be savagely strong. Yeah. So where, so that, that led me into what I was going to say, where someone's interested, where do they find you at? How do they contact you? How do they get a hold of you for your business? 
Um, so, I mean, I'm on Instagram's the main way. I mean, I'm on Facebook as well, but Instagram, my website's in my bio, but um, yeah, you can just IG me. Okay. Awesome. Jump on the DMs. So what, it's Anthony Deal. Uh, oh, I need to look. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony <laughs> 105K Pro Strongman, all one word. Yeah, so one word. If you look up Anthony Deal, uh, you'll find him. I had to. I had to look up what my own. <laughs> That's really Our producer sad. will put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put your. I'll put the little name. It's like when someone asked me my phone number. I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, definitely give Anthony a follow. Check him out. I mean, I can speak from experience. It's good. A lot of knowledge out there too. Um, and yeah, man, we really appreciate you coming on. For sure, my pleasure, man. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Thank man. you. Absolutely.